We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson from Mavs Moneyball. This is Mavs Moneyball After Dark. I'm coming to you by myself at about 10.30 East Coast time on a Friday night. I uh, just got back as the Mavericks lost an absolutely gut-wrenching, heartbreaking fashion to the Washington Wizards, 119-118. Now, I had a long drive home, got to help my wife put my son to bed, got to walk the dog... Had a lot of time to think about this game, and what I'm here to tell everyone is that the Dallas Mavericks at the moment absolutely suck. I had great seats to this game, and what I watched was an absolute travesty of defense. The Dallas Mavericks do not talk to each other on defense at all. They get lost in transition. They get lost in half court. They give up easy baskets, and they don't play hard defense. Frankly, they're at a point in the season where I think everyone's just trying to make it to All-Star break. My uh, good friend Matt Moore says betting on games the couple of weeks before before All-Star break is a bit of a disaster because guys just don't always show up and are ready to play. And I'll tell you, that was absolutely the case with the Mavericks tonight. They got walloped by the Memphis Grizzlies the other night, and you'd figured they'd come out with some sort of sense of urgency or ready to play hard. And really, they just, you know, they, they just kind of dicked around for most of the game. Uh, it, it's pretty embarrassing to watch how they closed out on shooters. They lose guys in half court. I was sitting on the far baseline and just watched guys walk into open threes in the second half. It was incredible when to start the fourth quarter, the Mavericks turned the ball over. I, I, I really don't even know where to begin with this game because 
you know, a good friend of the pod, Bobby Corral, says, well, it's really hard to beat a hot shooting team. Well, what it's also really apparently hard to do is guard anyone, which the Mavericks can't do. Uh, I watched wonderful team defender Dorian Finney-Smith lose Bradley Beal after the, a Mavericks make, and he walked into a corner three. And then you saw Dorian Finney-Smith pound his chest like, my bad. You cannot make mistakes like this, guys. You're not good enough. These guys aren't good enough. It's a whole team of guys who have to play as a functioning unit to be even remotely competitive most nights. And with the way their offense is schemed, it allows them all to play better than they really are. But they loaf into into defensive possessions, and they have been getting killed since the new year. Some of that's Porzingis out, but even tonight, you know, he played 21 foul-plagued minutes because the referees were garbage, and he has to bail out his teammates a lot of times who don't know how to stay in front of their man. You know, the only good defender on this team I feel confident in right now is Maxi Kleba. Everybody else, bad. Bad. You know, I'm just going to go through, we're just going to go through person by person and talk about their game. Chris Stapps Porzingis, 3-9 from the field, 9 rebounds. He scored 11 points. He missed a free throw in the fourth quarter, one of the two misses by the Mavericks that would have allowed them to, to basically, you know, either take the game in the overtime or seal it. Uh, he had three turnovers. Uh, he didn't play a terrible game, but he didn't play a good game. He missed some uh, really just wide-open looks, you know, back to the, to the bad KP bricks. Not really much to say about that, but he also hit two really pretty ones. Dorian Finney-Smith, who for the, I don't know, it's got to be like the fourth time this year, he has a huge clutch time corner three, only to have the Mavericks as a unit give up, uh, you know, points and and lose the game. Like, it's got to be just like crushing for his confidence if the Mavericks can't hold these leads. The Mavericks had a five-point lead and they gave it away. Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, uh, plus six, he had 15 points, four assists, and four rebounds. Uh, gotta tell you guys, I um, I think Jalen Bronson is is who he is. Um, in the fourth quarter, he had two terrible turnovers. He took a terrible elbow jumper because he thought he had earned a foul. But he also bowled his way to the basket for a couple of layups, and he made a really great pass the for, to Cor- Dorian Finney-Smith for the for the three. I just, I don't know what I expect of him. He's playing outside of his role right now. It's not really fair. But for a guy who was named the Naismith College Player of the Decade, I simply expect fewer screw-ups. And this guy in the fourth quarter has meltdowns. It, it, you know, it's pathetic, to be quite honest with you. Ish Smith drilled two three-pointers on him. Now, I know Ish Smith is not a good is not a good three-point shooter. Heck, the guy was two for two for the night, and for the season, Ish Smith is, well, shoot, for the season, he's shooting 35%. What are you doing, Brunson? Get up on him. Play defense. Do something. He was, you know, six feet off the guy. You know, okay, they, I, I just I don't even know what to do. I'm disgusted just with this game. Then we have Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee played 17 minutes, which is pretty wild. Uh, Courtney Lee needs more court time. Just going to say that. We're going to get to why here in a little bit. He had 11 points, shot 3 of 5 from distance, played hard, enjoyed watching him play. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. uh, missed uh, what would have been the game-tying free throw. Um, 
Well, I mean, he, he, he made one to put them up one with 1.2 seconds or 1.8 seconds and then missed an, and, and then, and, you know, missed the first half. So the Mavericks went up 118 to 117 on, on, um, his, you know, two free throw attempts. But uh, again, he just, you, you missed the clutch time one. It's, it's all for nothing, Tim. Really sorry. Cause he actually played a really nice game. 19.7 assists, four rebounds, you know, played hard. Uh, he probably had the best all around game from any Maverick, but you know, again, you lose, you miss the clutch time free throw. It's that's, that is where it is. The, the loss isn't on him, but the, the, he certainly didn't help right there. Then, uh, Maxi Kleba, seven points, seven boards, two assists, had a block that made me make just a yelping noise from the stands. Only took one three pointer. Didn't get many looks, uh, for a variety of reasons. I think just the way that the wizards were, were guarding our guards and the way the Maverick guards just pound the life out of the ball and dribble into nowhere. Um, Justin Jackson, uh, <laughs> 12 minutes. He's a negative 10. Unbelievable. He missed the layup. He got an offensive board and missed the layup over the rim. Now he might've been fouled, but he missed the rim on a layup. Uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, he threw a pass from one corner I guess he thought he was throwing it to the other corner, but the pass like airmailed like he was Jimmy Garoppolo throwing in the Super Bowl just to no one. Justin Jackson should not play another minute this season. The Mavericks can't cut him. I said that on the last podcast. I was wrong to say that. Uh, they're over the cap. They're probably going to have to opt into the final year of his team contract. But good God, he might be one of the worst basketball players in a professional sense that I have seen get significant minutes. He doesn't do anything right. He got beat uh, from the left corner in the first half on a one-dribble move for a dunk. A 6'9 guy playing against a smaller guy should never get beat on one dribble. It either means you're up too tight or you don't how to move you don't know how to move your feet. In his case, it's both because he was up too tight on the guy and then got blown by in a single move and wasn't even remotely he didn't even try to recover. Watching him play basketball is physically painful. Then we come to one of the lone bright spots of the night in Willie Cauley-Stein. He played nine minutes. He had six rebounds, or I'm sorry, six points, five rebounds, and one assist. And I'll tell you what, you know, he doesn't have the explosive athleticism of, uh, of, of Dwight Powell. That's not his game. But I like the way he was moving off of screens tonight. Uh, Seth Curry found him for a couple of great dunks. Uh, Jalen Brunson was allergic to passing and didn't want to give it to him on a repeated, uh, you know, rolls to the rim because Brunson loves hunting for his own shot. Then we have, uh, Delon Wright, who is kind of the goat for that, that problematic, uh, possession in the final minutes. It's, it's one of those things where I'm going to watch it right now. And once again, it's a, it's, it's just like the Mavericks, he gets beat. Oh my goodness. It's a switch on defense, and he gets beat to the basket, if I'm looking at it correctly. And I just don't know what to say. You know, Wright has a pretty nice stat line in 19 minutes. 10 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. He didn't have... He had one turnover. Um, I, I tell you what, I don't understand where he's going with the ball a lot of the time when he's dribbling. It's a lot of useless motion. He's not quick enough to get where he wants to in spots, and he doesn't like pulling up. He's long enough, though, that when he does get past his man, it's basically a done deal for the defense. But that just doesn't happen a lot of times because defenses are playing off of him. 
just a tough game for him because he's really had some awful defense in the past. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the sole responsible people for the Utah loss in that final bucket um, that they were able to get. And he was, uh, you know, one of the two parties responsible for the game-winning bucket tonight, and that's pretty embarrassing. Seth Curry um, is the next guy on the list. 20 points, but was 6 of 18 from the floor. And I, he missed so many open looks. It was, it was gross. Just wide open looks because the Wizards are terrible at defense. So I'm not entirely sure, you know, what do you do about that? Like, hit your threes, man. Hit a layup. Do something. Hit. Just hit. You know, he at least hit his free throws because he got fouled on a three-point shot and then fouled a, a little later on another on another move. But, you know, missing 12 looks, I would guess at least six of those were were wide open. Is You, know, you just can't – Mavericks aren't going to win if that's the case. Uh, then there's Ryan Brokoff, who, you know, played five minutes and looked like a – you know, he kind of looked like a tired a tired uh, uh, dad of a newborn because his – you know, he got a, a good offensive rebound. He he played hard, but his two shots for a guy who's a shooter, he missed very badly, and he's really missed badly repeatedly as the Mavericks have played here lately. Um, you know, there's just not a ton more to say about this game. These, you know, the Mavericks are going to make the playoffs. I'm I'm confident in that. They they can't. You know, Luca's coming back eventually. I, I bet they would love to rest him until the All-Star break, but it's not something I'm super confident that they're going to be able to do because they can't win winnable games. They should have won this one because they're going into Charlotte tomorrow night, and Charlotte is the ty- kind of team who's going to kick the crap out of them. They're young, athletic, they have a couple of guards who love to pull up, and the Mavericks can't guard the three-point line, so I'm just not sure what else I'm supposed to say. Uh, my dog's over here getting ready to destroy something because he can hear me. He can hear the frustration in my voice. I really like this Mavericks team. I just I spent half my day today talking to people about how big picture this is so much better than past seasons. But the Mavericks, you know, the past few games the Mavericks have just been getting beat. I suppose at least we're getting back to the Mavericks beating themselves. I suppose we should all take solace in the fact that it's not just Luca who sucks in crunch time. It's the rest of them too. I, I, this is one of these losses where if things are extra close at the end of the season, we're going to look back to a loss like this where they get beat because of no talking on defense because of, uh, frankly, not a lot of hustle. Um, it was an entertaining game from, from a, you know, a, a viewer standpoint, but the Mavericks are better than the Wizards, and yet they lost to the Wizards in horrifying fashion. I'm not sure what else what else we're supposed to say here. Now, I could have gotten some things wrong because, again, I was watching from the baseline. I didn't have the normal view that I'm really good at. So please, if I've misspoke in any way, I, I would uh, like you to correct me, find me, let me know what I was wrong about. I just, I, these close losses are really starting to get to me. And I, ha- I you know, Rick Carl was really janky with, uh, Porzingis's minutes whipping him in and out like he's some sort of you know micromanager in the fourth quarter, and it wasn't to any positive effect. Just a really frustrating game, guys. I you know it, then I hope they bounce back tomorrow night against Charlotte because otherwise they're looking at getting you know this is going to be a tough stretch the rest of the way into uh, in, into the All Star break. Okay, this has been Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball, and this is Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We will talk to you tomorrow night. 